Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Well, everybody, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you've been listening to, and that means it's finally time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. We're coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Hooksit, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Pastor Padron. I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Nick, and Dave, who's behind the camera today. Say hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. And we've got the beautiful Bree from the 724 Lounge with us tonight. Hi, how are you? Hello. Thank you for being with us tonight. And I want everybody to know that in the second half of the show, we're going to be doing a segment called Viewer Confessions. And this is where we're going to be looking to answer questions, comments, opinions, and thoughts that you, the audience, have about cigars, pipes, our show, whether, you know, Dave should be on or just behind the camera, whatever you want to talk about. So make sure you put those in the comments on Facebook, and we will be answering those in the second half of the show when we start our pipe tobacco review. But up front, we have right now the brand new Aladino Cameroon Super Toro from JRE Tobacco. Uh, you may or may not know that uh, Julio Aroa and JRE Tobacco created the Camacho brand back in the early 2000s that featured his Honduran Corojo tobacco. And in 2006, he actually came out with an, a Camacho cigar that had the uh, Honduran Corojo binder and filler with an African Cameroon wrapper on it. And while that cigar got some good critical acclaim, you know, Camacho smokers are like very full-bodied, very in-your-face kind of guys, and it just never quite flew with them. But the reality is that um, that love that uh, Julio has for Cameroon never really went away. It was no fad of his, and this cigar is proof of that. Several years ago, uh, he uh, started a project where he got seeds for Cameroon tobacco and started growing it on his own farms in the Amistran Valley in Honduras. And this cigar is the result of that. The wrapper is Honduran Cameroon wrapper around the traditional um, uh, um, Corojo binder filler that's on all the Aladino cigars. And it is a, the Super Toro here is a 6x52. And we are pairing it with this very interesting thing. 
<laughs> it's a can. It is a can of Down East's Aloha Friday. Do you have, do you know anything about this? Um, so we have a lot of people that are fans of the the regular Down East Double Blend Cider at the bar. Um, so I had served this to somebody. Um, not realizing at first that it was Aloha Friday. Aloha Friday. And then I realized and they tried it and to say it wasn't their cup of tea, however, it, it's it's definitely a sour. It's I will say that it's definitely a sour. It's um it's it's very tart, but it also kind of activates those salivary glands and kind of gets your taste buds going a little bit, gives them a little buzz. There's pineapple in this, right? There is. It's almost like a sour pineapple. Mm. Very sour pineapple. So this is going to be, this is a pairing that Kendra worked up for us. And um, this is, as she said, a contrasting pairing with the cigar. And the sour in the drink, the citrus in the drink, contrasts with the sweetness in the cigar. And the um, spice from the Cameroon, which has this kind of cayenne aspect to it, is contrasting to the the um, tartness of the drink, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how this goes. She really enjoyed the pairing when she tried it. <laughs> Excuse me. You're excused. Thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, before we go on, what's what's our initial thoughts here, um, Nick, on the cigar and. Uh, the pairing here with a Down East Aloha Friday. Well, you get a lot of earth from the from the cigar from the Honduran tobacco. Earth, woody, that signature spice that most Aladinos have. Mm. Um, and the the Cameroon for me is it's almost a little. It is for me a little tarty in there. Some tart, um, earth. A uh, little, maybe a little sweetness in there for me. And with the drink, I think it's a comparing. Um, you think it's a comparing? Yeah. Well, I like think it's a it's complimentary complimentary pairing? pairing. Yes, my words are <laughs> a little mixed up today. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I think it goes well with the drink. You think? It, it with it being as that sour drink. I think it goes well with the with the cigar. See, pineapple sour to me is not like grapefruit sour mm. or mm -hmm. like lemon sour. There's a different there's a difference to it. Well, you get the you know, acidity in there. There's it's it's not as it doesn't leave you wanting to pucker your lips. It right. Almost there's this there's you know pineapple has a real sweetness to it, mm -hmm. but also has that very kind of sharp. You know, tartness yeah. as well, and this really has that. It's a very this is a this would be a great summer drink. I can see why that it is popular right now. Yeah, I um, agree. That's a nice it's drink. Very, it's very refreshing. Yeah, Paul, yeah. how do you think the uh, uh, Kendra Master has done with this? I'm not a hard cider fan by any means, but I got to admit that with the added pineapple to this, mm -hmm. it's making it a lot more palatable for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but the cigar, and I've had this before, 
I uh, picked up a lot of like what Nick had said, a lot of earthy wood tones, uh, a little bit of sweetness. I'm, I'm, I picked up a lot more maybe like light caramel sweetness uh, with that with the spice as well. It's very light. It's a very light Cameroon cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have a whole lot of uh, intensity or a lot of body with it. It's very light uh, from what I've picked up. I think the pairing is toning down any sweetness out of the cigar. It's bringing yes. a lot more of the uh, earthy wood tones. It's, it's, it's mellowed out the spice too. Um, so it's definitely bringing out a lot more of the earthy uh, woody notes uh, from it. Uh, it's not bad. I, I mean, I think it's 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 good. It's definitely a contrasting, uh, uh, complimentary drink. But uh, so far, so good. What do you think, there, Bree? You know, I have to agree that with everything that's been said. I really? think it's both comparative and contrasting. Both comparative and you know, contrasting. I, I was very. It's um, a contrasting. Contrasting. Yeah, I like that because, mm. like, I don't know. You know, off the bat. <laughs> You like have the cigar alone and you're just like, okay, this is peppery, it's earthy, it's it's like I can almost see it with like a bear. A not bear? a bear, not a bear. <laughs> not like the aspirin, a beer. Oh, a beer. A beer. Oh, <laughs> Mispronunciation okay. there. Beer. And then you take a sip of this and you're like, wow, that is sour. Mm. But like you said, it still has that sweetness to kind of dull it out. So when you put them together, it's surprisingly amazing. Mm. It's um, you're you're getting something that kind of a dulls the pepper, and b kind of creates like a smooth, refreshing, like a real, like taste in your mouth after. Yeah. So it's it's well done. Well, oh, done. that's good. Um, you know, something that that I've noticed with this, and uh, uh, Paul and I were talking about this earlier today, that. Um, this is a different uh, Cameroon, of course. It's not from Africa. It's from Honduras. And you can tell by looking at it. Yeah, we uh, actually um, each smoked a, a, a Baca Bantu from Roma Craft, uh, which is also a Cameroon wrap cigar. That's the African Cameroon wrap. And we noticed that that wrapper was very mottled in color you know it was this marbled mix of uh deeper and darker browns it was more veiny it was more toothy this is very smooth Mm -hmm. and silky and it is several shades lighter than uh the cameroon uh uh, bantu that we had earlier today and uh we also noticed that uh um the earth and spice on that wrapper was very pronounced. Yes. Now, yeah. to be fair, those cigars had aged, you know, for uh, several months, mm-hmm. you know, in our humidor. So, you know, these have just come out. Those were a few months old. True. Um, but uh, th- the spices are there in this. I can for sure, you, yeah. You can, you can tell you that cayenne kind of spice, yeah, is is certainly there. But there is more of a creaminess to this mm-hmm. than I normally expect from a Cameroon wrapper. I expect more of a the deeper woody, earthy notes, mm. and I think there's the difference in the wrapper. And then I also think you know um, Honduran tobacco, especially theirs over to Roa. Um, has a very kind of unique sweetness to it. Yeah. And I think that's 
tone that tones down a lot of the darker, earthier tones that I would normally pick up in a Cameroon rapper. Yeah. Um, Dave, what's your uh, take on the the pairing and the cigar? Um, I believe the uh, the cigar is uh, it's real. a lot more it's a lot more mellower than the last uh, mellower. Yeah, than the last Aladino we smoked. It's kind of like uh, it's got more of a, um, I want to say like a more of like a sweet hay type of thing, and I feel like the. <laughs> The drink is uh, bringing out a, maybe a little bit of a, a citrus to it. Uh, the retrohale um, is not quite as spicy. It's like a more. I feel like it's like a. It's like a refined number four. You know, a refined number four. A refined number four. Mm, so, you're so you're comparing this to the uh, Corojo Reserve. Corojo Reserve. Yeah, the Corojo Reserve. Yeah. I don't know. I would say the Corojo Reserve. Nothing against this cigar. You know what I mean, but I think the Corojo Reserva is a, is what there that cigar is a step above all the other cigars in the Corojo line or in the Aladino line. That step above in what way? Richness, fullness, the spice, the taste, the sweetness, the subtle sweetnesses that you get. It's it's a step above all the other cigars in their portfolio. Um, it's their fuller, it's their fuller body, right? Strength, cigar. right? Yeah. This one. It would be a couple steps underneath. It's not as heavy. It no. is fla- it is let, flavorful. Let me say that I, I feel like it's more like it's more reserved, not refined. You know what I mean? Mellow it's it's, it's, it's like a it is a drop down. I totally agree with that. Mellow would yeah, that be a word you could more, use? More mellow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think that, the pairing the pairing is actually um, bringing it out more so than when I when I smoked it earlier. Um, I'm bringing out it. what? It's it's there was uh there's like this I don't know sweet hay type of thing I can't really describe it but um it's it wasn't there before I know what you mean it's almost like that kind of like um like corn stalk sweetness or like sp- underneath it's like the smell corn of spring the smell of spring you know the smell of spring who's <laughs> it's the pineapple <laughs> could be yeah. it's pineapple wow pineapple um, Cameroon is one of these rappers that it, it seems to be one of the, uh, you know, every once in a while, you, it seems like there's kind of the thing to put X kind of rapper on a cigar. Last year, it seemed like, and maybe for the year before even, um, San Andreas mm-hmm. was coming out on everything new. And even with the, like the Rocky Patel T, TAA this year, that has the the San Andreas wrapper on it. Um, now it's like, you know, last year the uh, Roma Craft released the Bantu. I mean, released Baca, and that was their Cameroon cigar. Um, Miami Cigars released the uh, Domino Africa, yeah. which had, features the Cameroon. Now you've got Aladino coming out with their own Cameroon. Um, and there are other cigars out there that have long been, you know, basically the, when you think Cameroon, you think those cigars, like right. the, like the uh, uh, Fuente Hemingway. The Don Carlos from Fuente. Don Carlos. You got you the know, Cameroon on Christoph. Yeah. The LFD's been doing it for a very long time as well. They have the Cameroon Cabinet Series. 
AJ Fernandez does too. AJ does AJ too. Fernandez yep. has his Cameroon. Yep. Rocky Patel has a Cameroon line in yep. 2003. 2000, yep, 2003. Yeah, 2003. Yeah. 2003 vintage cigars. Um, do you guys have a favorite Cameroon cigar that you like to smoke? The the Cameroons in general are going to be more of a medium smoke to me. Mm -hmm. I've had just about all the Cameroon offerings in our humidor and pretty much will sum up that they're all going to be around the medium level. The Bantu that we had earlier today, you know, we've had that when it first came out about, what, six months ago yeah. or so? Yeah, November. And it, I, I, <laughs> that was when I, I said I was, I smoked that on the ride home mm. and it was gone in 25 minutes. I think I hammered well, it so a, much. It's a little but it was, guy. It was a, but it, it it was lighter in, fl in flavor and in spice back then. Now, because it's been aging in our humidor for six months, it's picked up a lot more spice, a lot more body. Uh, I'm going to say that it's probably now maybe more of a medium plus, medium full, mm -hmm. um, just because of that aging. That's a big step. It is a big step. And so I'm going to say that the, the Baca Bantu is my favorite Cameroon that we offer. Yeah. Just because of that. It, it, just because of the additional aging that we've allowed it to have. Uh, it's come alive a little bit more. Um, this is really good, it's, it, but it's, it's, it's light to me. It's, it's like a light medium, um, you know, light spice. Yeah. Uh, like that little bit of that caramel sweetness I'm picking up. Mm -hmm. uh, the pairing, again, takes away the sweetness and brings out a lot more of those earthy wood tones. But uh, overall, it's, it's pretty good. But the Baca Bantu, I would say, is my favorite. Bantu, yeah, that was. How about you, Nick? Do you have a favorite? I do. It's the Don Carlos. The Don Carlos. The Don Carlos. They use a Cameroon wrapper on those. Yep. Um, and that is another light medium cigar. And but if you get one that is been sitting on our shelves, it, it's an amazing medium body cigar. And most of a Fuente stuff is not strong. It's middle of the road strength. But the flavors that you get from that Cameroon wrapper, they did it right. Um, it's just so much flavor in that little pack, uh, that little cigar, whether you get a number two, a number four, a Robusto, a double Robusto, it brings so much flavor. And that's just your, you know, your entry level Don Carlos. You can go all the way up to, I think they have a 30th, 30th anniversary Don Carlos. And it's just a spectacular cigar when they put that wrapper on there. Yeah, for me, for me, it would be the uh, Hemingway short story. That's a that's, fantastic one, that's too. That's my favorite Cameroon cigar. One of my favorite short cigars, too. Oh, yeah. You know, um, uh, retails for $7 and change. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a great 20-minute smoke, 30-minute smoke, if you take your time. Um, but you really get that nice spice, that those cedary, earthy notes from that tobacco are really, really great. And, again, you know, the, a reason I think that's important to bring up is that you know, this is a Cameroon that was that no one else has used. Correct. It's because unique. Because they've grown it themselves on on their own farms. So, you know, when I smoke this, there is a real noticeable difference between this Cameroon yeah. and those. And, I, and one of the questions I, I want us to talk about. Um, especially if we've had more than a little experience with Cameroon cigars is how do you think this measures up? This is a, this is a whole new animal here. Do you think they, they did it good? I think so. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, as I'm smoking this and as you're, 
asking us to compare it to the other Cameroons that we've had. And I've had all the Cameroons, Rocky Patel, Kristoff, LFDs. Not surprised. <laughs> but this one kind of is up there. Mm. You know what I mean? LFD, the Cameroon uh, cabinet LFD Lancero is probably one of my favorite Lanceros out there. That is a spectacular cigar. But this one, the unique flavors that come through. The unique? Unique? Yeah, unique. <laughs> That's what I nuke. said, right? No, nuke. I said nuke. 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 One of the unique flavors. <laughs> nuke the flavors. Um, but the unique flavors that are coming out of this is really, really good. It's up there in my, I'd say, probably two or three in my top Cameroon pick. This? Yeah. Okay, so this is really just kind of rocking it up. Yeah. To, in, in your estimation. Yes. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Where would you put this in your... Uh, I'm going to say it's maybe around the middle of the, of the pack. Middle of the pack. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, the Bantu obviously is my favorite right now. I would I agree with Nick on the uh, the, the Cameroon cabinet from LFD. Mm. Uh, the Lancero was fantastic. Christoph yes. makes a nice one, too. I'm going to bet, though, that with some aging, give this maybe six months... If if we have if yeah if we have any more but I would love to be able to put some aside and smoke this six months later I bet this will come alive even more mm. it's got it's got incredible potential to come alive That's more I, I, I bet we will really uh, be able to taste those those. Uh, the little bit more spice, the earth, mm. the that caramel sweetness. I bet that's mm. all going to come alive. Uh, give it some aging. And two, before you before you go on, Dan. Yes. It could all change too with a different drink as well because we're pairing this with the hard cider. Right. So it's True. tasting it's tasting differently with with the drink and contrasting flavors and stuff. Yeah. If we have a single malt. Mm-hmm. Or a whiskey, or the single barrel Jack, or maybe even a peated Scotch, handle uh, tequila, or handle tequila. Yeah, anything, something like that. You know what I mean? It could taste completely different. I it would. could bring out more spice, or it yeah. could, you that's, know, that's tone true. it down. I do think yeah. the cider is toning down mm-hmm. the spice in the cigar. I think so. I agree. This really? is my you know, first camera. Do you think it's toning down the sweetness though? What? Do you think this is toning down the sweetness? I do. Yeah. yeah. I think it's bringing out more of the wood, more of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, those middle um, uh, nuances that that you almost will probably be more in the background mm-hmm. with this cigar. Now you were you were saying, Brie. I'm sorry, we we kind of spoke over. Oh you. no, no, it was this was a, your first Cameroon wrap cigar. Yes, that you are aware of. Yes, it is. Um, and it it's weird i'm not it's sure like weird. nick made a good point because i'm not sure if it's just the cocktail but this is actually reminding me a lot of a connecticut like really? it's, it's giving me big connecticut vibes it's um how so well i'm getting a lot of the creaminess that's coming through yes, i'm getting but it's still like well-rounded in a mellow way just mm. going back to that word it's it's very um mm. it's a pleasant smoke it's kind of like a smoke that you could you know have during the day when you're like not looking for something too heavy too intense it, it mm. almost like even though initially this strikes me as a medium bodied cigar it can almost be passable as like as a lighter one mm. it's um yeah you know something else you know looking around at everybody everybody's at different points you've got 
You got, you know, uh, Nick over there who's powering through and he's about to burn his fingers. You know, <laughs> the construction, breeze, though. Look at the, that. But ash. the construction all the way through. This that's is absolutely something really good. that is great with no. Aladino. Oh, yeah. it's to be expected. All, all of their cigars incredibly. burn like a razor. Yes. Yeah. Aladino makes an incredibly well constructed cigar. And nobody's having any burn issues. No one's had to do any relighting. And even myself, who's done a fair amount of talking, mm. I haven't had to relight either. And that, you know, I think that says a lot about how those cigars constructed. Did the tap test too, nothing. Look at that. Oh, yeah, that's finally. Oh, but it just landed. Look at that. It's, it's so perfect. It's just standing up on its head. And I tapped it like 10 times, and that's the first time the there ash has fallen. Yeah, I've seen people take, you know, their Aladino and do the dime stacking thing all the way down to the band. Oh, yeah, it's real easy. I've seen it over and over and over again. And yeah. I've never seen that as often mm -hmm. with any other brand as with Aladino. Yeah. They make, they make great stuff. Um, now, we're here drinking this um, hard cider, you know, Aloha Friday. What are some, what are your favorite summer drinks? What do you like to drink with your cigar in the summertime? Yeah, yeah okay, we'll start with drink, sure. <laughs> Why not your brainness? So, um, in the summertime, like as you know, um, initially, just in general, I'm a huge bourbon and tequila person, but I feel like in the summertime, my, my first starting pairing with any cigar that I smoke is going to be some type of beer, just like mm. plain and simple. Normally, you know, if I'm smoking something lighter, like a Connecticut, I'll have, you know, like an ale or a sour, mm. just like we're having tonight. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do like a scotch as well, because scotch is very, even though people think of it as obviously a heavier liquor, it's something that is smoother it's a little bit lighter you can kind of enjoy it in the late afternoon maybe like a medium bodied cigar sure. um other than that it's um it's usually like a citrus based cocktail as well mm. that's like one of my other summer go-to citrus based cocktails sours ales and scotch dave dare i ask what your favorite summer drinks are with your cigars. Sam Summer. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam Summer. Uh, a new favorite is uh, some Arnold Palmer with some vodka, some hammer and cigar. Whoa. That seems to go very, very well. The hammered Arnold Palmer. Yep. Hammered <laughs> Arnold Palmer. That sounds, that sounds good. Yep. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. <laughs> sounds very Dave. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Dangerous Dave. You have dangerous Dave. Dangerous Dave. Danger Dave. Spiked Ani Palma. Nick, uh, I know you drink a lot <laughs> and you drink everything, but are there things that, you know, would be PG for you to share on the show about what you like to drink in the summertime? Moonshine. With uh, your cigars? Other than moonshine. It'd be a Bacardi Mojito. Mm. A Bacardi Mojito, yeah. Oh, a, I love mojitos in the summer. I should have said Bacardi. That's, a, that's a classic Bacardi. for me. I love yeah. I love mojitos in the summertime. Mojito. It's 90, 95 degrees oh, out. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's such a great drink. And you're sitting outside or when I'm cutting my lawn. We grow our own mint. I do as well. And we crush mm. it and put it in. There's yep. nothing like that. That, that is awesome. the best. That is the best. Yep. You can um, That's boss. I use real sugar. I don't use simple syrup. Nothing on, you know, nothing against bartenders that use that. They have to do that because it's 
very time consuming when you're trying to no, throw why the sugar is, in the why glass. Why is simple sugar not real sugar? I never said that it wasn't real sugar. I just you said you you're use talking the mint, simple right? Syrup. No, no, no. I'm talking simple sugar. Syrup. You use real sugar. Yeah. yeah. And so it's it, simple syrup. Simple real sugar is it is, but it's boiled down. I like the granulated sugars. I like to mix my own drinks and take my time with it. For me, I think it tastes a little bit better. You like? I think taste it tastes the grainy sugar. Uh, well, when you if you're mixing it properly, it melts down. So for me. If you're so using what's the them, difference? If, if it's melting down more, sugar, well, you're getting, you don't have the preservatives. Let me talk for a minute. Jesus. Um, Thank you. I think it's more of the classic drink that was made when uh, back in the day when Bacardi was in Cuba. That's so. I've taken a lot of factory tours, and that's how they teach you how to do it. I've taken uh, mixology classes at Bacardi in Puerto Rico, and that's how they tell you to do it. With sugar. With sugar. So not I will with simple interject syrup. there. So, for so at the lounge, you know, as, as you know, when we make our simple syrup. And we, now for the professional opinion. <laughs> 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 so we we do put. You know, we put actual sugar in water, we pretty much shake it up, mix it up really well, and we store it just so that we have simple access. However, I will note, and I'm honestly not sure if there really like is a difference, but I did learn at one point in one of my bartending classes that they, they said, if you're ever out of simple syrup, put some water and some sugar in a glass and shake it up and call I'll, it a day. I'll tell you this though, there's a huge difference from real sugar and liquid sugar. Oh God, no. Yeah. You know, in Nick's defense, then I would say that if you were using granulated sugar and you got the time to mix it, it's definitely better. Mm-hmm. I think and you get all, yeah. I think you get a lot more of the the sweetness from it. It's mm-hmm. not toned down. You can taste it through the club soda and the mint and the Bacardi that you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just me. You know, I mix you know Bacardi drinks all the time in the summertime, and that's how I do it. I do it, you know, the Bacardi way. If you want to say it that way, but Ooh. that's that's my okay, summer the drink, Bacardi yes. way, the Bacardi way. You take your okay. But on that out. note, at the 724 Lounge, all of our sugar is granulated. So. There you go. There you go. So you've heard it here from Summer Bree. Wait, make me to, feel fine. We have to ask Paul what your summer drink. Yes, yeah. we do. Well, Paul. <laughs> I tend to drink a summer drink. <laughs> I tend to drink a lot more whiskey in the summertime. Whiskey, so, yeah. whiskey, whiskey, and all types. So, but in most cases, it's going to be bourbon. So, I'll, I'll drink a lot more bourbon in the summertime than I will any other time during the year. I'm smoking a lot more. I'm probably smoking anywhere from four, five, six cigars a day. Uh, so, you know, the weather's wow. nice. Get out there, enjoy it after work. Why not? Um, but absolutely, I'll, I'll absolutely go for bourbon maybe nine times out of ten. I'll do a, a session IPA, but I'm going to have to do something lighter uh, for mm-hmm. a cigar to have that uh, have that pairing. Um, in the morning, without a doubt, a nice black cup of coffee Yeah, with my cigar, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. But bourbon is my, uh, my choice. Well, kind of, kind of with Nick, you know, the, uh, the mojito is Mojito. One of my favorite summer drinks. It's a classic. And um, I, I love making those. Um, iced coffee is another favorite of mine. And we all know coffee and tobacco just goes so well. Mm, coffee and anything. Coffee and well, yeah, but you know, when it comes to cigars or pipes, 
it's hard for a coffee not to compliment okay. what you're, what yeah, you're smoking. Lately, however, I've been on a gin and tonic. Whoa. And I have to tell you, when we, uh, a couple of months ago, um, highlighted the um, the Empress, mm -hmm. um, was it gin. 1908? Yeah. Yep. The 1908 um, uh, gin, color. which is this incredible deep indigo blue color gin and doing that with a tonic and a, and a cigar or a pipe man that's just been amazing uh, I, and in the summer gin and tonic just seems to be one of those things that I'm you know more and more being drawn to I love how bright it is how refreshing it is yeah and you know the fizz from the tonic you know all the ice that's there oh yeah um, I've really been enjoying those a lot Nice. That's Side good. Note. Side note. Because I just saw um, Heather's comment about tea and cigars, and mm. she just reminded me because she says it's all about the leaves, which is absolutely it's true. It's all about the leaves. Because there's nothing yes. like a good like green tea or a floral tea with like a Connecticut wrapper cigar, or just going back to Connecticut, but or any cigar, but depending on what tea you're drinking. Yeah, that's you know, true too. Black tea, medium bodied. I can't do hot tea in the summer though. Mm. Yeah, iced tea though. Iced tea, iced tea. The iced tea, yeah. man. Fresh. Ice. I drink in a vodka. lot of iced tea. Fresh iced tea. <laughs> I drink a lot of iced tea. None of this, none of this mixing iced tea it has to be fresh from the from the bags. It all tastes better with a little hammer. From the bag with the powder in it, or from no, the bag no, from the. <laughs> make it your own. <laughs> no, making making you know like the the. Sun iced tea mm -hmm. with the yep. bags in the in the jar just let it sit in the yep. sun for a little bit. Oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. is fantastic stuff. I have to I have to admit, that's very very good. Um, what's our final verdict here on the uh, Aladino Super Toro Cameroon cigar? The Super Toro is super smooth, super creamy. Um, it's got a nice mellow summery feel to it and I give it two thumbs up it's my favorite Cameroon since nobody asked oh wow sorry Dave well we still we appreciate just didn't care Dave shot right across the top <laughs> damn shots fired that's because it's you the only be. Cameroon cigar you've ever had why do you think I didn't ask you <laughs> I've had you've had other Cameroon I've had I've had I've the had uh, what the Christoph, I've had the. Um, didn't Leaf make one, or is that no? That's no, Sumatra. that's not Leaf. No, mm -hmm. see, you're too green, Dave. You're too green for that question. I know I've had. You'll grow into it. I've had the Rocky. I've had the 2003. Yeah. How do you uh, think that compared with this? I I think this blows it out of the water. Why? I, it just does. I didn't. Why? Because I don't. It, the Rocky is. I don't really remember. Which is, well, for me, it's kind of saying something. It's not memorable, huh? My God. It's not memorable. I know I've had other it. Cameron cigars, but I don't remember them. <laughs> so this is my favorite. Well, if I like them. like a true ADD person. Well, if I liked them, I would have kept smoking them. <laughs> if you knew them, you would have kept smoking them. If I liked them, if I would have kept smoking them, and I did not. And you did not. And I did not. But no. I would keep smoking this. Really? Yes. Do I have your word on that? Yes. 
Okay. You stop. You heard that. Which is the reason why we are out of brotherly kindness. Don't talk about somebody else's cigar like that when we're highlighting somebody else's stuff. I just gave you a big compliment. No, he's going to have to take that back. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eusto. He's still new, but that's okay. He's just a producer. Okay. What do you think, Nick? Paul, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you be your feet yes, I suppose I have to. <laughs> It's great. Crickets. It's great. It's surprisingly... Yes. It's great. It's one one of the best Cameroons I've had. Creamy, earthy, spice. A little sweetness in there. And it's going remarkably well with this cider. I do like the cider. It's a hard cider, and I wouldn't expect it to be um, holding up well with the cigar. But it is going pretty well. Mm-hmm. I would definitely have this pairing again out on my uh, back deck and I need reweather with my chickens running around, with my turkeys and everything. So, well, oh yeah, one of our customers brought in a Mike's um, Mike's blood re- blood orange uh, lemonade cider. Nice blood orange, blood orange lemonade cider. Yeah, that or blood orange cider. Just leave it. Yeah, no lemonade. Okay. Um, Paul, for you, you said this was kind of more middle of the road. Yes, and I will... uh, So, I'm interested to hear your final take on this, because obviously you're not as... You're not putting it as high up on your list as Nick did. No. uh, I will say this is definitely... uh, This is a good... Cameroon, it's a little too light in terms of the flavors of it. I would have expected from a Cameroon wrapper. I will say, however, that give it six months, give it some aging, and I bet this will be even better. It's, it's good. It's a little, let's say, light to medium, nice earthy wood tones, light light spice, light sweetness. Uh, the pairing, I do like the drink. I think it's a nice, refreshing drink, uh, but it is taking away the uh, the sweetness. Uh, from the cigar, so um, I will say it is definitely in the middle of the pack for me. Okay. Now this is your first Cameroon. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So no pressure. It's no hard, pressure it's at all. It's hard to say. Like going off watching. of um, Paul's. The Lord is watching. Whoa. Going off of Paul's point. Um, this being my first Cameroon, and how I was saying earlier, it's reminding me of a Connecticut. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if the drink is actually changing the characters of the cigar because mm-hmm. I, you know, I do feel like um, normally I would get like more specific notes from the cigar, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm getting general smoothness, I'm getting general creaminess, I'm getting an enjoyable smoke, but other than that, I'm not getting much else because my palate is coated with the sour and the sweet from the cocktail. So right. if you're looking for a pairing, I think that's more. Um, you know, just an enjoyable walk in the park. This is great. But if you're looking to maybe taste the true flavors of the Cameroon, mm. it might mask it a little bit. Like, it's, it's very enjoyable. But I'm not sure if I can say exactly what the characteristics of a true Cameroon would be okay. based on this being my first parent experience. Well, for me, this is definitely a lighter kind of Cameroon. I mean, mm-hmm. um, the flavor is... Uh, I, you know, we heard it at the beginning of, of the show when we started smoking, the word mellow came up over and over again. And 
I think that really describes this Cameroon wrapper. It is a very smooth, silky, mellow kind of Cameroon, a very mellow interpretation of what Cameroon is. And, um, uh, and uh, I think Dave um, mentioned the word, you know, res uh, you know, reserved or refined. And I think, you know, you put Cameroon in the hands of, you know, the Arua family and you're going to get something that's a little bit more refined. Absolutely. You get uh, from your normal experience with the, with the tobacco. And I certainly see that in this. Um, so for me, I guess, you know, I'm, uh, this is my third uh, of, of these cigars that I've had. And each time I've had it, I've enjoyed it more than the time before. And again, I think, you know, at my, the first time I had it, I had this preconceived notion in my head of what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get that. Not that it was bad. I just didn't get what was in my head. And the more I have come at this cigar thinking, okay, what does this cigar have to offer? The more I like it. Um, you know, so this is definitely a, a, a incredibly well-constructed cigar, very enjoyable. Um, there's nothing wrong with it at all. I do think with Paul that, uh, uh, a few months of age, six months of age on this. And I would be very interested to see what that does to this cigar. Yeah. It's going to be I, interesting. I, it's like, I taste a lot of potential, Yeah, a lot of flavors that could bloom if this was allowed to age for a while and I, I almost am tempted to take some right now and put them away and come back to this cigar mm -hmm. in six months you know maybe we can do a, a show on Cameroon cigars six months from now and come back to this and see what's changed about the cigar because I almost think that that one of the the uh, characteristics I'm getting from this is it seems like almost a little young, mm -hmm. like a little bit, yeah. and not that it tastes like the tobacco isn't aged. Mm -hmm. You know where it's there's that funny. You know you know how you get a cigar and you're like oh this needs to sit. It's it's like you're you're tasting these flavors and you're going you know what yeah this could sit for a little bit yeah. and get a whole lot better than what it is. Yeah, and I think it's very good as it is. I would almost be curious to see how this would be if we aged it in um, like a rum bottle. Like, you know how we have our 724s and we put them in the bourbon bottle if we had them aged in like a spiced rum barrel, like maybe like a Zacapa XO or like a plantation. We could probably make that happen, couldn't we? We should. Or we'll do half and you half. You could probably make that happen. We'll talk to Potion Master. Well, I mean, we've got the empty <laughs> bottles from the bar, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can, we can yeah. just... Let's do it. Just say, hey, potion master, save us that bottle. Don't touch it, okay? <laughs> Isn't there a saying that good things happen for those who wait? Oh, there is yes. a saying like that. <laughs> then let's do that. Six months from now, we'll revisit this, and uh, we'll see where it's at. All right, that sounds good to me. And this is where we will take our break for a few minutes. We'll get set up for our pipe tobacco review. We'll be right back. Just hang in there. We're not going away for good, just for a few minutes.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Not Just Blowing Smoke. We have totally switched gears. We thank you for hanging in there with us. And now we are smoking Plum Pudding Special Reserve from Seattle Pipe Club. Right off the tin, it says that it is an English Balkan pressed and plug cut tobacco, a rare blend of Latakia Orientals, Virginia Perique, and Cavendish. And then from uh, the website, it says on a shelf in a warehouse, a small quantity of special small leaf tobaccos were found. When they were discovered, they were offered to Joe Langford, the blender of Seattle Pipe Club blends. Rather than coming up with a whole new blend, Joe took these rare tobaccos and substituted them for some of the Orientals in his very popular plum pudding. Plum Pudding Special Reserve is a limited release version of his bold Balkan cake in a four ounce plug featuring these very rare sun-cured tobaccos. This uh, Special Reserve is manufactured for Seattle Pipe Club by Sutliff Tobacco. It is a Balkan blend and contains Black Cavendish, Latakia, Orientals, Perique, and Virginia. Uh, there's no uh, intentional topping added to this. It is a huge crumble cake. Let me tell you, when you open the tin, you look inside, there is this immense, thick, big, huge brownie of tobacco waiting for you. And the edges oh, yeah. are such that you have to kind of yank it to get out of the tin. It's so big. You wonder how they got it in there in the first place. Just jam it in there, Danny. They just jammed it in there. But it is some good stuff. There's this very nice vinegary, oh. um, savory smell on the tin note when you open it up. And uh, I decided to bring back an old favorite cocktail of ours that I knew would go very well with the Plum Pudding Special Reserve. And that is the penicillin cocktail. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what is in that uh, Urbinus? Yeah, so um, the penicillin is typically a scotch-based cocktail. Um, some people will use like a more peated scotch, some people use a smoother scotch, some people blend both. Um, and then you're gonna be combining that with like a honey ginger simple, simple syrup and some lemon, fresh squeezed. So it's gonna kind of take on um, a little bit of an herbal note, something a little more citrusy, but still that has like a smoothness underneath it. And um, originally this cocktail was kind of used as a home cold remedy. People would be like, oh, the penicillin, you know, it's like a medicine drink. Mm -hmm. Not in the gross way though. There is a medicinal quality to it. Mm. It makes you smile. <laughs> it makes yes, you feel does. so much better. Mm -hmm. That it does. Um, <clears throat> Nick, I know you have been itching for us to smoke the Plum Pudding Special Reserve. Yes, sir. Now that you are getting to smoke it, I can't believe this is the first time. This is the first time. But if it is the first time, you're a big Plum Pudding fan. Yes. I really, How I do you like it. this compared to the Plum Pudding, if you can remember enough? I can. Okay, not that glitched yet. Not yet. <laughs> Even by the end of the drink. We're not at the bar, so when your drink's gone, it's gone. So uh, sip it. I'm trying to 
maintain. Mm. Um, but this is the richness that comes off. You get a lot more richness in the special reserve versus the regular plum pudding. Mm. Flavors are, you know, kind of rolling right on the on the palate. Some nice complexity. You get the Orientals, nice light spice on the retrohale. It's all I could ever hope for. <laughs> all I could ever hope for. <laughs> it, is, it is spectacular. I'm extremely happy I waited this long to have this special reserve because it is truly special. It's it's a couple steps above the regular plum pudding. It is. I, I have to say, having had plum pudding and this yeah um i i don't think i would buy the plum pudding if no. i had the option of getting the special reserve right it's and there you know now on the this has been out for uh at least a year probably longer than that um, it's supposedly this limited release thing. You don't know how long they're going to be able to put it out. I'm thinking they're going to find a way to keep it out there. I hope so. But, you know, they're hanging it out that this is not always going to be around. So if I have a choice between this and plum pudding, I'm going to get this. Now, the, 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 the um, what makes that a little bit harder is that the special reserve comes in a four ounce tin it is one big block as opposed to the traditional plum pudding which is uh, a number of thick slices of cake uh, that is two a two ounce tin so you look at the special reserve price and you're like my gosh this is double the price but it's double the tobacco. Yeah, you're getting you know, more. You're getting four ounces instead of two. Right. But it's a bigger nut to crack, you know, so this retails for $40. For but it is worth it. I, you know what I mean? You look at it on the shelf and it's, you're looking at the, the plum pudding and you're looking at the special reserve and you're like, well, this is way more money. Mm -hmm. But it's it's totally worth it. Every puff I'm taking. Well, the you know the pipe smokers at Twins definitely think that. This yeah. is something that is constantly flying off the shelf. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I'm I'm constantly having to reorder it. We ran out of it here at the Hooksit location. I'm going to have to get more here. Yeah. Uh, so it just it does it sells it moves. Um, Bree, this is one of your first, you know, you, your very first smoking experience was with um, Squadron Leader, mm -hmm. which is another, you know, Latakia blend. This is a English Balkan blend tobacco. You enjoyed the Squadron Leader very much. What do you think of this? So this one, it's it's also enjoyable. It's definitely less smoky than the Squadron Leader was. It's mm -hmm. um, I'm getting like a little bit more leather from this, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm kind of getting like some undertones of um, not exactly like a super sweet fruit, but you know something that's like a little bit fruity but still very mild. So mm -hmm. it, it's 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 more um like well-rounded i think it has a little bit more like girth to it mm -hmm. a little bit more girth but it's very enjoyable still 
Dave, what do you think? Um, I'm getting a lot. I love the, the the campfire taste you get from this, and it's uh, it's very smoky smoke. <laughs> the uh, it's the, very smoky. I'm also, smoky. <laughs> I'm also ecstatic to be having the penicillin again because that is another favorite of mine. Um, that I, I I pretty much order every time I'm sitting in the lounge. Um, but this is also my first time with uh, the plum pudding of any kind. So All right, so you've never had the regular plum pudding. I've never had the regular plum pudding. That's great. Paul? First of all, i got to say that this is one incredibly smooth tobacco. There's a lot going on here, though. Mm. Um, I got a lot of the dried fruit, the earth, the woody notes, the uh, incense, the floral. Um, the, the drink is bringing out a little bit more of the fruit, but a lot more of that smoky wood uh, notes, mm. too. Uh, but just one incredibly smooth, not one flavor is overpowering the other. It's just so well balanced. Yeah. And I've never had the, the original plum pudding either. Um, but having had this, I don't know if I want to. Tell you right now. This is really, well, I, I mean, we know how much you crave this. Yeah. And uh, that's why that's why Dan has to hide his personal reserve. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the longest time, I remember when we first brought it in and Danny had some and... <laughs> And I didn't ask him that day. The next time we worked together, I'm like, hey, you got any plum pudding? Got any special reserve? <laughs> no, I left it at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've seen him for like the past, what, months? Yeah. Uh, four or five months. Hey, you got any special reserve? I could really use some right now. No, I left it at my house. And I could see why. Because I would have smoked your whole stash, man. Yes, you would have. <laughs> I would have. I would have. It's 40 bucks a tin. I would have went ham. And now I see why you yeah. you yeah. left it at home. There are there are tobaccos I don't bring to work. And and this is, this is, this is one of them. And part of it is I know that, you know, you see, I'm a very generous guy. Whatever's in my bag, I let people I let people have and try and stuff, you know. And but I'm also aware that Nick, when I'm working with Nick, he only has extra huge pipes. He doesn't have any like normal size pipes. They're all like the size of his fist. Yes. And if I brought in my thing. You know, a quarter of my my brownie would be gone, and I'd be like, "Where did it go?" And Nick would be over there, stoned on the floor. Oh, yeah, great! Yeah, I probably would have had several. The other reason I don't bring it to work is because I would smoke it all the time, and I wouldn't have any left. So I leave it at home so that it's a special occasion thing. Yeah, it's something that I reserve for special occasions. I agree. I I have to tell you, you know, forty bucks for a tin of tobacco is a lot of money, and I had been eyeing it, you know, last year for some time, and what finally made me decide to go get it was uh, I had just finished my taxes and I knew I was getting a big refund 
so I just I bought it. I said I know the check's coming, so I can justify spending forty bucks there you on go. a tin of tobacco. Yeah, absolutely. And boy, it was it was it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. great. It's it's worth every every penny that you're gonna spend mm-hmm. for sure. The amount of tobacco that you're gonna get. The quality, the taste, the flavor. It's great with this penicillin. The penicillin, yeah. the sweetness in the penicillin is bringing out more deep fruit flavors in the tobacco. Yeah. Getting that nice spice. Beautiful. Um, it, a little floral note in there. I don't know if you guys get that. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely yeah. some floral yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Definitely in This thing is a step above, and I've had pretty much every... I've had a pinch of, of pretty almost pretty much everything. <laughs> I have. Well, I want to be knowledgeable. I want to have firsthand knowledge <laughs> I on. Be knowledgeable. I want to. I want to have firsthand knowledge of all the tobacco that we carry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but this, this, this <laughs> has got to probably be the best, the best tobacco I've ever smoked in my pipes. Yeah. This is it's hands down number one for me. Wow, that's high praise. The, oh, yeah. the drink is without a doubt complimenting every bit of the tobacco that's in here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's like oh, it's yeah. giving it almost like a turbo boost. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not just one pot of the tobacco that's that's being pronounced. It's all of them coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is flipped. very well balanced. Yeah, incredibly well balanced, Dave. You're absolutely right. This, this is fantastic. Oh, this, this is like this is like your Glenfiddich. Yeah. Benefit 21. Yeah. Imagine having down again with this. Oh, that would be phenomenal. My you know, goodness. This is one of the penicillin is one of these drinks that, it, especially with these English or Balkan blends. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about what the difference is. Next. What's an English blend versus a Balkan blend? You know, in, in some ways it's, it's really confusing because um, you have a blend like you know, the, the idea is an English blend is one that's really Latakia. I was going to say it's Latakia forward. Balkan is much more Oriental tobacco forward, but both Balkan and English blends have typically both Latakia and Orientals. Yeah. Now, Balkan Sassini. Which we've reviewed on the show, yeah, is very Latakia forward. Yeah, there's more Latakia in it than there is Orientals, and you know, here's a, uh, you know, uh, so how do you? Is it really this hard and fast difference? I don't know. Uh, it's. I think these. I think that, you know the, the idea of an English blend never had anything to do historically with having Latakia. It had to do with um, Britain's purity laws, which were in, in place for a number of years and only in recent history really got disbanded. But you were not allowed to use any artificial flavorings or toppings that were unnatural, that weren't in nature in your pipe tobacco product. So something was an English blend if it followed those purity laws. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that sense, like uh, Esoterica's Dunbar, for instance, is an English blend because it follows those purity laws, right? Um, 
over the over the recent years, English has come to be known as Latakia forward stuff. So there's definitely a Latakia in here. For sure. You definitely taste it. It is not a Latakia bomb kind of a thing where right. that's the main player and everything else is kind of playing. It's very evenly balanced. Second fiddle. To me, this is kind of like, you know, the, the equivalent of Byron or Atabay where, you know, in the cigar world where you've got all these different flavors going on at the same time, so much so it's really hard to pick out what is what. You just know the final symphony that's going on you really like. Mm. You know what I mean? When you're listening to a, a symphony, you, you're listening to all these different instruments playing and you can't necessarily always pick out all the instruments that are playing in the orchestra, but they're creating this music, this unity of, of music and notes that just is awesome. And that's kind of what Plum Pudding Special Reserve is for me. It's this great symphony of flavors that is so well balanced and mixed that there's just so much to enjoy, but it's very hard to pick out what's what. It's just, you just enjoy the whole thing at once. And that's a great word to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. It it's well a symphony, said, it's a symphony of flavors, that's for sure. Well said, man. and I, you know, th this this drink is just mm -hmm. goes great with those kinds of English and Balkan blends. Um, the the smokiness from the Lafroig that uh, uh, is is uh, is a float of Lafroig. Am I saying that right? Lafroig. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You're saying it right. I'm saying it right. Perfect. There's a float of Lafroig on top of this, which just adds that little bit of smokiness to it, and that totally complements the Latakia. Mm -hmm. The um, lemon and you know really kind of um, both contrasts with the sweetness of the of the. Um, um, oh, what's uh, I'll just go look. The black Cavendish <laughs> that's there, you know, and the. The spices really complement the the spices that are naturally occurring with the, the Orientals and the Perique. It's just this great combination. I, I, I knew it was going to be good. I knew yeah. we had to have it. And yes, I do did. wish that we had a second helping of this stuff. Mm. Of what? The pipe tobacco or but, the pipe tobacco? Well, the pipe tobacco. We got oh, you know. ounces of that stuff. We could be here all night if we wanted to. <laughs> I you, think we but should. Drink. We got one drink. That's it. That's it. Four hours later. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're still here smoking. All we're right. going to uh, record an after show. Now, we need, to, we need to, you know, I get a lot of calls at Twins every day. I know Paul does too. Probably uh, David does as well. Nick does. And uh, we need to, uh, we want to answer this question right now. Yes, we're open. <laughs> yes, you can come in the store. Yes, the lounge is open. Yes, the bar is open in Londonderry. Bree's there. Kendra's there. Kimber's there. Lisa's there. Sam is there. He may be sleeping, but he's there. Okay. Everything's open indoor. No, you don't need reservations. You can just come in. We're open, we have half capacity right now, um, but frankly, when you come in, you're gonna see a lot of the same seats that you would expect to, to see. We've moved things around so that we can only be at half capacity, but it's still gonna look very full. Uh, so 
come on down, get your cigars, get your pipe tobacco, come down to the um, uh, BYOB Lounge at Hooksit or the full uh, bar at, over in Londonderry. Enjoy yourself, enjoy your cigar. You can sit inside or outside at either location. Come and take a break, enjoy the summer heat and get yourself a nice smoke and a cool drink and take some time to relax as the COVID stuff is, you know, taking a more and more of a backseat every week. And man, it's great. I'm, I'm so glad people are allowed in the store and everything. Yeah. But we want you to know we're open and um, uh, we want you to come in. We're waiting. Yeah. For you. So uh, that's what's going on at Twins right now. Uh, we just came off a great pipe show. Um, we're going to be doing a Rocky Patel event at Londonderry on Friday, the 26th. This episode will come out on on uh, Podbean the following Monday. So if you're if you don't listen live, that won't really matter much. But um, you know, we've had some great stuff happening already, and uh, we're really, really excited about things getting uh, all kicked off as summer starts to ramp up for us and everything. So that's what's going on at Twins. Um, at this point, I'd like to address some questions that our audience, our viewing audience has for myself and the rest of us here at not just yeah. Burning Smoke. This is what we call the viewer confessions, where you are able to ask and we will give you answers. They may be great, they may suck, but they're answers nonetheless. What's the, what's the question that we have from Rod up there? All um, right, so. I, okay, so. Rod, who's listening from Canada. Rod, how we doing? Says, what drives me nuts is the know-it-all cigar smoker who actually knows nothing. I was in Cuba smoking a Ramona Lonis when the guy next to me smoking a Cohiba Siglo 6 told me that I should be smoking a Cohiba and not crap i.e. Ramona Lonis. <laughs> now, his cigar was unraveling because he chopped two inches off the cap, so he really didn't know it all, despite advertising himself as such. How do you deal with these people? <laughs> so, Dan, how do you deal with those people? Well, the first way that you can deal with them is to avoid going to Cuba where these people seem to go. <laughs> Stay in Canada where people are much more reserved and polite and say, hey man, what are you smoking? Like that, eh? You know? They knew what it's on the boot. <laughs> no, that's, that's, uh, that's Australia. <laughs> no, that's Canada. That's Canada? That's Canada. A? A. Okay. Um, I, I do know what you're saying, you know, all kidding aside, um, it's, people can be, uh, people can be very, uh, uh, oh, what's the word for it? They can really kind of over-exaggerate the knowledge that they have about cigars, 
and and the experience of things, um, you just kind of gotta nod your head and like you understand and go with it. Just don't pay those people any attention. Don't be rude. Don't be mean. Just you know. Let them smoke their unraveling, you know, <laughs> Cohiba, and just smile and wave, boys, kind of like the Madagascar penguins. Yeah, you really do know what you're talking about, don't you? You know, um, I have, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, when I see somebody cut off, uh, you know, an inch on their cigar, and I've seen that, like, not exaggerating an inch off the top people who spend lots of money coming into the store and, you know, think they're, you know, they just watch The Sopranos way too much. <laughs> That's another thing you can say. You can say, watch The Sopranos much, you know, and, um, you know, I'll, you know, tell them, you know, cutting your cigar, you want to be much more like a Jewish moil than a Islamic jihadist, you know. You want to just shave a little bit off the top, a little snippy snippy, a little circumcision going on there, not like beheading the whole thing. Um, I try and make, make some fun out of the whole thing. But, you know, what can you do? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I, it's, does anyone else want to add to that? I mean, I, I think on that note too, uh, I think a lot of people that are trying to break into the cigar industry and, you know, wanting to come off as informed, they, they kind of see brand names like, you know, Cohiba, and they think that because they're smoking that, that it's better than a cigar brand that they don't recognize. So they not they might not really realize that, you know, that you're smoking something that's of even better quality mm -hmm. than maybe the commercial brand that they've picked up and that they think that they know what they're talking about. So yeah. sometimes even just, you know, a polite, um, little dib of ex like you know expertise or an explanation like oh hey this is a this kind of cigar this is why it's good you know it's a mm -hmm. less known brand doesn't mean it's bad you know you should give it a try kind of thing you know yep. see how you like it and you know let's be honest there aren't that many different growing regions in Cuba there's like two or three <laughs> and all the Cuban cigars are all made from those few places, you know, um, and you don't have a whole, so, you know, smoking Cohiba and smoking a Ramon Alonis are not really all that far off. No. Mm -hmm. You know, I know, you know, uh, that, uh, I, I know for a fact, for instance, that, uh, Partagas, which is one of the big name brands over there, like Cohiba, it's the top one of the top name brands over there. Uh, and Bolivar and Ramon Alonis are all exactly the same blend of tobacco. The difference is the color of the wrapper. One color is labeled Partagas. One color is labeled Bolivar. And the third, the least attractive, is named Ramon Alonis, which is the cheapest. But for the discerning Cuban cigar smoker, they know that the Ramon Alonis is basically a part of this 
that didn't look in, that didn't have the color that they wanted on the wrapper for the box. It's the same cigar, but it's a lot less expensive. The same is true with the um, Cohiba, the Bahiki. Um, it's all the uh, same cigar, just yep. different. So, Dan, Heather wants to know yeah. whether regarding pipes, do you store your pipes with a cleaner in the stem or not? <clears throat> Apparently, in her forums, it is a heated debate. Yes, yes, there are. It, yes, yes, yes. I don't store my pipes with the cleaning stem in them. I uh, have heard of a number of people that do that. And there are people who uh, leave the stem in there until they fill the pipe and then they pull the, the cleaner out. And basically what that means is that because that cleaner has been all the way down in the bowl, they've created the air hole for the tobacco because that space wasn't, couldn't be taken up. Tobacco could not get back up into the stem of the pipe. So you know that you're going to have a good draw if you do that. So there are people who I Sounds like a rookie move. Um, That's actually interesting. Yeah. And um, I, I, totally, I totally get that. I do think that you want to air out your stem. You know, smoke is mostly water. And one of the reasons you need to use a pipe cleaner is to dry out the inside of your stem after you've finished using it so that that water doesn't sit in there and basically rot the wood on the inside of the pipe. And that's really important to do. Back when I first got into pipes, I got myself, you know, some really nice, really nice pipes. And one of those nice pipes I got was a Savinelli autograph. I still have it. It's over 20 years old. But... I, you know, didn't really know what I was doing at the time and didn't do that a lot. I didn't worry about cleaning it after every single time. And as a result of that, I think the wood inside the stem got a little bit spongy. And now the mouthpiece doesn't quite stay put in the pipe. I can still smoke it, but I can't let it hang out of my mouth because, uh, it will just fall out eventually. So you really do need to take care of that. And so the people who are, you know, uh, really big on that, they'll leave them in there. That also lets them know that their pipe is clean and that it's ready to go. I think you can take anything too seriously. You know, so I, I rarely get caught up in the whole debate of all that stuff. Um, what's Heather, Heather's saying? It sounds like a bacteria trap to me, holding it on there, <laughs> keeping it in there. I don't know. I, I've never thought about it being a bacteria trap. I mean, you know, bacteria is going to grow in there whether you put a, put a pipe cleaner in there or not. So, you know, it's, it's really important to keep things, to keep things clean. Um, just make sure you clean your pipe. I'm not going to hold it against anybody for deciding to leave it, the, the pipe cleaner in there or taking it out. To me, that, that's the same kind of thing of, you know, you got people who are, 
seriously believe that doing a, a V cut on their cigar makes all the difference. I've done it both ways and I don't think it makes one bit of difference to me. Now that's just me. So, and, and also, I don't think cigars were ever designed to be cut with a V cutter. They're all designed to be cut with a straight edge. So trying to bullet cut it, trying to do any other, other kind of cut is to do something that was, is just not normally designed for the cigar. So I'm a straight cut guy, but I'm not holding it against anybody who wants a V cut or a bullet or who uses, you know, one of those shirkin uh, things that just kind of puts a lot of slices in your cigar like Wolverine just went on the end on the end of it you know wh whatever you want to do what works for you that's what you should do whatever you like to do that's all I have to say about that Paul what do you think I think you're right Dave it doesn't really make a difference of course I'm right it doesn't make any difference I'm right <laughs> what do you think you think I'm right I can agree with that you I can mean, agree I, with that when I first started smoking cigars I was all for the V cut I was like you know, being new to it, I was like, oh, I like that this cut kind of filters out a little bit more of the initial, like, lit tobacco thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, now, it's it's honestly, it doesn't really make a difference to me. It's it's just kind of like, if I, if I have a torpedo, obviously I'm using a straight cut. Most of the time I'm using a straight cut, but if I feel like making a V-cut one day on, <laughs> you know, like, whatever cigar I feel like it, then mm -hmm. sure. For me, it, it depends on what I'm smoking. Uh, if I'm smoking a Weed. torpedo, I will, I will, uh, I will do a straight cut. Mm -hmm. If I'm Hash. smoking a chisel, I will do a punch. Uh, if I'm smoking like a, a regular rounded tip, I'll probably do a V. The V for me helps keep it open more because uh, I salivate a lot when I smoke. And That's funny because tobacco actually limits your salivatory no, response. It, it, it totally does not for me. Me neither. I have to agree with that. Well, at least for me anyways. No. I can't smoke with a cigar in my mouth and just leave it there because I'll just drench it. Uh, I can't. Does it surprise either of you that both Nick and Dave have exactly the same problem? <laughs> that no. their chemical makeup is totally the opposite of all other human makeup. I get it. And that their syllabic glands are actually put into overdrive yeah. when tobacco is introduced. We were born to eat. That's it. Hey, what are you going to do? I'm a big believer that less is more. And what I mean by that in terms of the cutting is the, if you cut just enough to get the cold draw through, mm -hmm. you're going to get a great cigar experience. The more you cut into it, and again, if you're someone who chomps on your cigar, then you have much bigger uh, issues where eventually the, the, the binder and the filler will start coming out. <laughs> You know, and then you're gonna end up with this slop. You know, after yeah. a while, I, I just cut off just enough to get the cold draw through, and mm -hmm. that's enough. That's all you really just need to do. I'm not a big fan of the V cuts. Not at all. All right, I think that's that was uh, um, the only question we had. 
as I'm watching things go by. But that was a good that was a good thing. We I think we should move on to the news. Yeah, you've got some news for us, Paul. Yes, more for our Tennessee viewership. The Tennessee, Tennessee. viewership. So, in Tennessee, in Tennessee, a bill has been bill has introduced been in Tennessee that would lower the taxes on food at the expense of more than doubling the taxes on tobacco products, including cigars. Jesus. Representative Bo Mitchell, who's a Democrat from Nashville, and Senator Sarah Kyle, who's a Democrat from Memphis, have introduced HB 1213 and SB 946, identical pieces of legislation that would remove the 4% state tax sales on food while increasing the taxes on tobacco products. For other tobacco products like cigars, the increase would be from 6.6% to 17% of the wholesale price. Half Wheel estimates that a cigar with an MSRP of 950 uh, would uh, retail around 1013 before sales tax in Tennessee. That would increase to $11.12 if the legislation was passed. For cigarette tax, for cigarettes, taxes would increase from three percent to eight point three five percent per cigarette. Wow. Now, this is one of these cases where you see these, you know, senators trying to be doing something good. By, you know, COVID's hit everybody hard. Let's relieve, you know, these business owners by alleviating some of the taxes they need to report back so it's easier for them to do business i totally get that that's really nice but then it's like indian given because you're going to then take what you would have saved there and helping these people but you're going to make it harder for another group of people to make their business, and we've talked about it on the show before, taxing tobacco does not make money. No, it doesn't. It decreases income for the government. In every single case, whatever the plan is for that tax to make the government, in this case, to make up what they're cutting out for other, it never has made that and I don't understand why they keep trying it. You know, Albert Einstein said the height of insanity was doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. And here's like all good intentions of these senators, but there's no reality to to why do people think this works? Got me on that one. Got me on that one. Apparently Nick Apparently, I got you. Yes, you do. Got you on that one, Nick. <laughs> imagine, if they just in, imagine if they just increased the tax on toilet paper to 1%. <laughs> just by 1%, you know? That, that would solve everything. Why would that solve everything? Because COVID. Because COVID. <laughs> Every, everybody wipes their ass. Not everybody smokes. That's my point. So you're saying if you're going to try a tax increase, increase the tax on something that everybody uses. At least then it's fair. 
so it's fair to tax everybody's toilet paper. Why not, right? Dave is nodding his head for those of you that are <laughs> listening to the podcast. Why not, right? While rocking back and forth in his chair. Well, I'm just the the amount of income you get from from very a small amount of tax increase on something that is you wouldn't even notice the price change on a one percent. It would be it wouldn't be that bad at all. You probably put, wouldn't even notice. It's a quantity tax. And the see, I think people would then start buying the toilet paper from somewhere else. Mm. In which case, in which case, that is also taxed one percent. So that I'm, I'm just saying, if like if it was something when it was very small, but if it was a product that everybody uses, the amount of money that would be generated would be far astronomically greater than doing a large amount on something that one percent of the population does. So basically, what you're saying is there shouldn't be any tax on tobacco. We should just tax toilet paper or something that everybody uses. Uh, I, 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 see not, where, I see where he's going, and I and I do agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I do agree with you on on the. On you want to? You want to? You know, well, no, I mean, more if, rational if, thought. If, if you truly process. want to raise money. Mm-hmm. And be fair about it. Then you. It's have, called you, math. You have to. You have to tax something that everyone uses, not just a certain segment yeah. of the of the population. Definitely. And if you want to be fair, if, if all things being equal, and you and you, your one goal is to create a pot of money to be used for whatever reason that is, then you have to tax everyone for that, not just one particular group. And then pull the taxes from some. So the food tax. I mean, have they figured out how much food people consume versus how much tobacco they smoke? You know, I, I don't think they did. I think they just want to penalize the smokers, so penalize the tobacco users, and 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 give back to the people you know who get taxed on food. I don't think they thought this through one bit. And what's preventing them from calling us up and saying, "Hey, can you send me X amount of cigars or whatever we offer?" And have it shipped to Tennessee because now I'm going to be taxed X amount of dollars, and my food is now not. Taxed. See now, now Rod, our Canadian listener, is not at all impressed with this. You know, he says the tax on cigars here in Canada is 125 percent of the wholesale price, yeah. and then the federal 15 percent sales tax goes on top of you that. Got, you guys get crushed up there. So let's let's take the uh, um, one of our favorite. Uh, well, maybe not our favorite, but one of the best-selling cigars we have here, the Charter Oak, the Charter Oak uh, um, six by sixty, which goes for five ninety-nine here at Twins in tax-free New Hampshire. I'm told uh, can be up to twenty dollars up in Canada. Yep, crazy, absolutely crazy. insane. A five-dollar cigar ends up being twenty. It's nuts. It's nuts. But what are Canadians doing? You know, they're not not buying cigars, they're <laughs> being like Rod, going to Cuba yeah. <laughs> yep. and Cheaper. buying cigars and they'll come here Cost and, and buy the cigars, go back to Canada and yes, they'll have to pay the tax when they cross over the border, but it's still cheaper to do that than it is to get the cigars over there. So they're, they're going other places to get things done. We have our fair share of uh, Canadian customers that come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens they, every they year. This is Canadian season now. And they tell us exactly why they're doing it. 
mm-hmm. you know, not only to visit the beautiful state of New Hampshire, but they also come here to load up on cigars. They're willing to pay whatever tax they have to when they cross the border, but it's going to end up saving them a lot of money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love it. They just come in, they grab a tray and they load it up. Yep. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Heather says she gets her toilet paper from China. <laughs> Do we ship to Canada? No, we don't ship to Canada. We only ship in the United States. Yeah. So Rod, you know, is thinking about making some hockey trip out here to see us, which would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. It would be very cool. Maybe wow. we can get him on the show. Mm-hmm. Really? And Aladino Corojo Reserva is twenty-four dollars. Oh, wow. That is unreal. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's unbelievable. Imagine you have to pay that. Imagine you have to pay that. That's insane. Rod, we feel for you, brother. Sorry you have to pay that. That's totally nuts. Totally nuts. Um, you want to do a little bit of a would you rather? Yes. Sure. All right, here's a question. This is a little bit different. You know, we've done a lot of silly questions lately. This one's a little bit more serious. Oh, boy. Would you rather... Oh, boy. Never get angry or never be envious. Ooh. Ooh. Brie? Never be envious. Or, okay, yeah, never be envious. <laughs> I never, never be Brie mad. Because, because, yeah, I, as, as it is, I really, like, I don't get very angry over things. I'm kind of just like, eh, it's whatever, let it go. Like, it's really not that important. I feel like maybe I, you should want listen, to be angry. Well, then. no. So I feel maybe like you never get angry. Come on. Because I don't need to. Come on. I don't care about anger. But, Damn but, angry but about think it. about it. So, so envy, even if you're not like overtly envious underneath it all, like we all look at people sometimes and we're like, man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. Yeah. So you know, if, if you were never like wanting what other people had and you were never, you know, like, you know, thinking about that, you'd, you'd probably be accomplishing a lot more of your life goals. So, mm. you know, not, not being envious could have its advantages. Yeah. Although on the same token, sometimes envy is a driving factor in accomplishing mm-hmm. your goals. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of tricky to say. I think that all human emotions are very natural and kind of necessary for us to go after like what we want and what we desire. So that mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a tricky question. I think their anger and envy are both important to the human development process. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now I know why we should have you go last. Because our answers cannot compete how, with yours. Yeah, how, how are we going to follow that up? How do we follow that up? <laughs> I personally, I would, I would rather not have anger because I'll say from people that I've seen when they have a posture of not being able to be provoked and um, is the most impressive that I've ever seen. It takes more of a man to just... Um, Kurt, like keep a answer. keep a posture of calmness regardless of situation. So that's what, that's what I would go for if I was going to get rid of one. I that is there. very insightful, Dave. I'm very impressed. How do we, I'll how keep my how, how do we compete with Dave? Really? That's Between you two? <laughs> All right, I'm I'm done. I'm done too. I'm done. <laughs> Nick. Do you, have, do you have feelings like that? <laughs> or are those too basic or he feels another too day, complicated another for I, you? I think, 
I think anger is something that you need in in life. For me, for me, when I was younger, when I played football, a lot of the anger drove me to practice harder, to lift more, to spend more time in the gym, to work harder. Because that anger for me drove me to another level, to gain another 5, 10 pounds of muscle. What was that anger about? Uh, for me, the anger was uh, there was somebody out there that was better than I was. And uh, that's envy. Well, it was, it was more anger. Anger at the envy? No, well, anger at the, at the point of I wasn't as good as that person. Which is envy. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I felt a lot of anger, though. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, <laughs> See, they're synonymous. There's a, well, the two. I think the envy made you angry. The, yeah, the, the, anger, the envy made envy. me angry. So I angry. Yes. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Paul, do you have anything cogent uh, yeah, to say? No, nah, just I, I'd rather I'd rather not be envious. I, I don't mind getting angry every once in a while. I consider myself to be a pretty level-headed guy. Yeah, most know, of the time. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, Paul. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Paul. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll, I'll take the uh, the angle over the NBA day. Hmm. Um, I think there are appropriate times for you to be angry. I think anger is, is one of those things that, you know, anger and, and uh, you know, I, th- I think is something that is, can be good. I, I don't know how envy could be good. You know, it, it, envy is, is, you know, really about wishing what somebody else wishing that you had what somebody else has and you know that leads to jealousy that leads to it leads to bad things it leads to bad things and so I would rather be able to be angry but not be envious Um, I I do sympathize I, I see Dave's point of view that you know and I'm very impressed with it too people who can be standing there and in the retail business we've all been there where somebody will be yelling at you and going off and or trying to yank your chain and you watch somebody who can just handle that take it without batting an eye they keep smiling that is incredibly impressive it's a skill i i yeah it really is a big skill and being able to not get angry in those situations you know like where you know, Rod, you're watching somebody say really stupid stuff to you as they cut off two inches of cigar and it's unraveling. Their $40 Cohiba's falling apart, telling you you're smoking crap. It would be very hard for me not to be snarky. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's, I think envy is one of those things I would rather not have to deal with that. You know, yeah. I, it's, you know, I, I'd ra- it, you know, the idea of not having the struggle anymore of not having to compare myself to other people would make me deal with life a whole lot better if I just didn't care. On top of that, I think um, envy is essentially just 
a more directed version of anger. It's like anger mm. with more toxicity. It's like anger with more like passion in a negative sense. Mm. More selfishness. Yeah. And yeah, envy is very selfish. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. I guess yeah, we're so going to all agree. say about that. Bring it all that dead air that's been in this episode. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, um, now before we get to our final thoughts on the uh, pipe tobacco here, we want to let you know that next week we're going to be smoking the Aroa First 20 Colorado. Ooh. 54 by 6, the Toro size, which I'm very excited about. And uh, for our pipe tobacco review, we're going to be smoking Savinelli's new Virginia blend, Juno. Did you know? Did we're you going know? to be smoking Juno. Did you know? Next week. Did you know? Juno. Did you know? Juno. I did know. Yes. He did you know. And uh, so make sure that you get the twins, that you pick up a tin of Juno. Pipe tobacco and a uh, Aurora First 20 Colorado Toro, the uh, uh, 54 by 6, so you can smoke with us next week. And um, what are our final thoughts now on this plum pudding? Which we all know Kurt would say is burning, burning hair. hair. But what is the truth, people? Dave, you're first. Um, it should be called Yum Pudding. Yum Pudding. <laughs> yum Pudding. Um, I'm probably about halfway through my bowl, but my drink is gone. And um, But this tobacco is just such a... It has got a humongous amount of flavor, whether it's the Orientals and their floral... Uh, their floralness, or the Virginias with the dried fruit, or the, the, uh, the Latakia with the smokiness. They're all just really coming together so perfectly uh, and so well balanced. It is exquisite. I love it. Nick. Do you even have to come to me This then? is the best tobacco I've ever had in my whole life. I want his face. It's amazing. That's it. Do you see beautiful, the smile? Man. Do you hear the smile? It's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. This is what beautiful tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much done my bowl. done the drink. Yeah. The, yeah, do no I have to say any more no, than that? No, I have to say any more than that, Paul. I'm just trying to keep the last bit of this tobacco alive. This has been a fantastic smooth well balanced lot going on uh complex yet just subtle flavors just this is fantastic it is an excellent excellent tobacco Bree. oh okay <laughs> um yeah i have to agree honestly like i'm i'm at the end of my bowl as well and for what I enjoy personally, this is, um, I think, a perfect pairing because I like that there's a smoky underneath and then you get like a tart sweet on top of it. And it just all, just like Dan said, the symphony is there. It's, mm -hmm. it's complete. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, it's kind of like one of those smokes for the pipe tobacco itself where, you know, you just keep puffing it. It's almost like you're smelling fresh laundry. You just want to keep taking, oh, <laughs> taking <okay>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you're just like, uh, you're, like 
just have to take it all in. <laughs> Fresh laundry. As the tide rolls yeah, in. It is. It's, this is it's the tide equivalent of pipe tobacco. And I think that the, the cocktail is just the same. So, like, together they make... They make the perfect combination. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the <laughs> of destruction. The penicillin cocktail and plum pudding special reserve is an amazing pair. Amazing. It is really, really good. You would never go wrong putting these two things together. You know, it's like Peanut butter and chocolate. You get the mm-hmm. Reese's peanut butter. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. This is my favorite um, English Balkan kind of blend. Um, and I, you know, one, one of the other really big uh, brands out there that is much, much harder to find. Uh, Esoterica's Penzance. Oh, um, that's a good one. I have smoked Penzance and Plum Pudding Special Reserve side by side. And to me, they are incredibly close. And frankly, I enjoy the Plum Pudding a little bit better. Um, if you're wondering what Penzance is because you've never actually seen it in person. This is as close as you're going to get. Um, and certainly if you like this, you're going to like Penzance. And if you really like Penzance, I think you're going to like Plum Pudding Special Reserve. But I don't think you're missing much if you can't find that but can get this. This is really, really good stuff. It is decadent. It is a decadent, sweet, smoky treat and um, is one of the best balanced uh, and uh, tobaccos that I have ever tried. It is really, really good. And yes, I think it's worth that $40 price tag. Again, that's for four ounces and that means, you know, that 110 is probably going to last you somewhere between 25 and 35 bowls of pipe tobacco. You're getting a lot out of that. Um, but man, get yourself some of this stuff. It's amazing. If you like English or Balkan blends, if you like blends that are, you know, very, you know, that, that include Latakia and Orientals, Make sure you get some of this stuff. It is amazing. Well, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week when we're smoking the uh, Aurora First 20 Years Colorado and the Savinelli Juno. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate you. And that's not just blowing smoke. Thank you, you guys. Thank you. Another day, another smoke. Thank you. Come again. (laughs) You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke. The podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fancy guy.